0: yo what up boys i'm super tired and it's been a really long week uh welcome back to no content uh number <laughs> uh i don't know 80 something I, we, why don't i look this up every single uh, dude i need to look up when the the number of the podcast we're on anyways <laughs> welcome back to the podcast how's it going pixel how was your week man
1: oh it's going all right man how about you uh it's we're on number
0: 80 by the way <laughs> 80 there we go there we are the baby run number 80 good man good crazy week and uh we're recording this a day late because um, because of this crazy week uh, we have a lot to talk about and hopefully we don't get s- there's like one big topic that we need to talk about but I feel like at least in my sphere of the world um, a lot of stuff has happened this week or whatever that it's just like so much stuff that I want to cover and talk about and chat about and so hopefully hopefully this podcast doesn't go go too long this could we
1: could set a mm-hmm. world record for this Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: But um right. but but yeah, so we're recording on Tuesday instead of Monday um for all of you audio listeners and stuff. And the reason being is that there's actually been crazy crazy wildfires in my county. Um they mm-hmm. basically said that it was due to like I guess like faulty wiring from like an electrical thing or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard too. SoCal yeah. Edison has been uh, skimping on some maintenance on
0: those facilities. Yeah, and Spectrum now, uh, also has this. been skipping on maintenance as well because my internet is still like being weird or whatever. So you know, shouts to them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, in all in all seriousness or whatever. Um, yeah, um, I think as of like a few hours ago, the statistics are or the the stats or whatever on it is like fourteen thousand acres have burned near me and so crazy like straight up just walking like straight up just walking out there's like visible like silver dollar ash just hailing outside of my house right now like it looks like silent hill outside my house it's crazy dude like there's smoke everywhere um yeah there's like giant like silver dollar ash things like falling all around me or whatever it's actually insane um in wow. about about four or five so it's interesting but about four or five of my friends ended up evacuating their homes but they're already back at their homes so i guess the fire has moved more south or whatever um mm-hmm. so it, it's like <sighs> yeah it, it's it, fine now but a lot of my friends went back to their homes and i think they're okay
1: is the fire contained at all
0: no, not at all. Well, okay, I lied. Oh. Um, it's contained, <laughs> but, I mean, it might as well not be. So there's actually two fires that's, like, around us. or There's, like, actually two fires that are around us, um, okay. which is kind of insane. There's one called the Silverado Fire, and then there's one called the um, Blue Ridge Fire. And um, both of the fires are kind of, like, in between, like, the area that I live or whatever. So I'm in no danger. Like, I said this before, but... Mm-hmm. Um, If, if like, my house ever has to get evacuated, like, I'm so far deep into my city that, like, basically it means there's anarchy and the government's fallen. There's, like, no way that this would ever happen or whatever unless someone specifically, like, lights something around me like on fire or whatever. But the, yeah. there's one called the blue the blue ridge fire I guess they're calling. I don't know why. And um that one is to the south of me and that one has currently fifth, as of this is 6 hours ago. This is the last update from it, but 6 hours ago 15,200 acres burned, 0% contained, 10 homes damaged. And then there's one to the north of me that they're calling the Silverado fire and that has 12,600 mm-hmm. acres burned. 5% contained. And there's like Dude. a huge mountain line in between them so that they can't. I don't think they'll jump and connect in any way, like physically at least, but it's pretty crazy. So I'm like in between like two major fires.
1: Dude, you're like, yeah, you're sandwiched in between. Holy crap.
0: Yeah, uh in my city's just like a little bubble. Like it's weird cuz if like, I look to the north, it's like crazy. If I look to the south, crazy. If I look to like right or left of my city, I'm fine. Like it's blue skies, there's birds chirping, and everything's happy. It's really weird. But then <laughs> obviously it's like super smoky outside. There's like a ton of ash everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um like stri- I le- I left my window open last night, <laughs> unfortunately Uh-oh. or whatever, and I thought my room was hot-boxed in the morning. Oh, like that's how no. bad it was. Like I act like I actually had to wash everything in my room. It was bad wow
1: that, yeah that's uh wow that's awful man
0: yeah so it's pretty crazy um you know shout outs to i don't know the firefighters i guess for fighting it and stuff i'm not good with this stuff shout outs to the <laughs> firefighters for fighting it and stuff um that that's that's pretty insane so
1: um we yeah, stay safe out there man
0: yeah i mean it's like i said i'll be personally fine it's just that there's a lot of like ash and craziness going on um, mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be a podcast where I'm talking a lot about myself, but I feel like a lot of stuff happened, <laughs> so sorry about that. Sorry, chat or uh, everything uh, for not letting Pixel Talk more or whatever you guys complain about. I don't know. Um, my dog Zoe updates on that because podcast doesn't know, right? But she got her stitches out on Friday, mm-hmm. and she's totally 100% fine, almost too fine, where she doesn't think anything's wrong and stuff like that. So that's good. That's a good sign. But her stitches yeah, are out. Sign. Um, no vital organs were hurt. We went in, it took about fifteen minutes to get the stitches off, and then she got the cone off, and she's been chilling ever since. So um Zoe is completely fine. Thanks for everyone for asking again. If you guys weren't here, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, um she was attacked by two dogs like a few weeks ago. But everything's fine. Stitches are out, there's some scarring uh on her side but other than that everything looks perfectly good we don't need to go for like any more checkups unless she starts acting weird and she honestly hasn't been acting weird so um Mm -hmm. she's good um also all my cleaning supplies for my car came out but i came but uh, i can't i can't do anything i can't wash because uh the fires so that kind of sucks plenty to wash off (sighs) true you'll
1: get a real like real world test
0: I mean yeah it's true. I you know to be honest my car is so old that at this point um you know I'm mostly looking forward to detailing my dad's car and other cars because my car is at that point where like it, there's no way to get this stuff clean. Like it's almost impossible just because I just didn't really care about it and I didn't really have the supplies or money to take, take care of it. It's not that mm-hmm. it's like a junker car but I mean it, it I got it in 2006. So it's pretty old anyway. You know what I mean? So there's only mm-hmm. like so much I can do. But you know, I cleaned sure. the wheels and I did I did some buffering to the headlight restoration and it's like it looks good, but I, I need to get that foam cannon on. I need to get that water pressure, you know, hose going <laughs> or whatever, and I, I need to clean up our clean up our our cars when we can. So um yeah. 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 I think you and i were talking about i don't know if we'll stream it the first time to be honest because i feel like we need to learn how to do everything and then we'll stream it <laughs> to be honest but uh you and i are gonna be uh do, i think you're gonna come up here hopefully after the fires are done in like a little bit and uh get your car washed or so that'll be cool yeah yeah totally my car totally needs to wash apparently i found out that my
1: car has uh, or should be washed every month but it hasn't been washed like since the beginning of this year i'm pretty sure
0: yeah i mean yeah it's general general car maintenance is good or whatever i don't think that honestly i don't know how much cleaner your car will look because we're going to be doing a bunch of maintenance because usually what happens is is they add a clear coat to your car and then they add like a wax to the car before or whatever and or no sorry they wax your car and then they add a clear coat to it or whatever and so what we basically have to do now is is um like you can't see its surface level, but we need to eventually clay. I think we have to clay your car, your whole car, which is going to take forever because this piece mm-hmm. of clay is like the size of a piece of silly putty. So we might even sell like giant blocks of clay because most people don't have to clay their whole car at one time pixel. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. So we might, I mean, I might be out like, you might have to pay me back. I'm just kidding. You don't have to pay me back. But it was like, I have to buy like $35 worth of clay. That's usually supposed to last like a long time. Because the problem is you just rub what? it down like really fast. But then I think with yours, it's going to be pretty intense. So we have to use a lot um that's but so much. basically there's like your film your paint on like a microscopic level is probably has a bunch of like iron filaments we also have to iron your car too we have to shoot this stuff that ki- like drags off all the iron deposits and stuff that's on your car but uh it basically has all this iron and stuff like that that is probably eaten away at the clear coat so what we need to do is actually take a clay bar and then pick up all those micro filaments or whatever and the way you can tell uh-huh. if you're how badly your car needs it is literally just rub your fingers against your car like Wipe down your car dry uh, with, like, a paper towel or something like that or, like, a microfiber cloth really quick. And then when there's no visible dirt on it, rub your car back and forth or whatever, like, with your hand. And if it feels almost like sandpaper or scratch, that means that we need to clay it badly because those are, like, huh. iron deposits and filaments and stuff. And so those being in there cause the oxide oxidization of your car and then eventually eats at your paint
1: wow that's pretty crazy i mean like it's kind of funny because this all sounds like um like skincare routine like i'm just gonna like exfoliate my car yeah we're basically exfoliating
0: we're basically gonna exfoliate your car with the clay bar and then after we exfoliate your whole car with the clay bar which take which isn't which is the longest process then we can wax it because then all those pores are empty and then the wax will actually get into your car if we just washed your car and then waxed it the wax would literally just bounce off
1: this like it wouldn't really look like exfoliating.
0: It, would, it would literally look surface level, like nice, but deep down it would still get eaten away. And since your car's, I'm assuming outside, then it's probably oxidizing right now.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's
0: a under a covered garage.
1: I mean it's, it's kind of exposed to like wind and stuff like that, so it's not completely covered. Yeah. It's I guess treat it sort of like a covered carport.
0: Yeah, the problem is is that um in California where we live, there's so much factory um like off run. Like if you look at your car and it has like if you've ever seen like those little yellow spots on your car, that's mm-hmm. basically like um like factory runoff from just being in I the air. Was, I thought that was pollen. It's factory yeah. runoff. It it oxid it can be other stuff, but that it usually oxidizes and turns yellow. Huh. Yeah. So that it it can also be pollen. I'm talking like little like little like yellow pellet pellet like things not like the little like glossing of pollen
1: uh yeah i've seen that before i thought that was also
0: pollen that's oh, okay. been like
1: clumped together with <laughs> water droplets or something like that i'm like yeah. i never really looked into it just yeah like, okay, so it's just...
0: that that's what that is so we have to get rid of that like asap so once we clay your car and we wax your car we don't have to probably clay it for like two months three months if you really want to come back every single time but you just don't need to clay it for like two or three months and then you mm-hmm. wash it down and wax it like once a month at at the most uh, if you really want it if you really want to keep it in tip top shape.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, so, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know about car washing. Like, yeah,
1: it's a funny thing. I never knew about clay bars. I never knew about all these like additional things that um, can affect them on a microscopic level.
0: Yeah, it, like, it just keeps the car in like more of like a pristine condition. So, I mean. It will also stop the deterioration of your paint, so it will fade uh, less faster. Especially if it's outside, even if it's covered, the sun is going to be hitting that thing like crazy. So we mm-hmm. we definitely need to to get on that and do that eventually or whatever. And it will just it will help out. Like if you go, like you can go. So the problem is, don't ever go. If you got probably half the podcast, no one's listening to us anymore or listening to me anymore because no one cares about car washing stuff. But mm-hmm. um, if don't, I'll say this right now do never go to a automatic car wash? The problem with those things is those microfiber cloths that you run your car through cause swirl marks, which are basically just scratching the clear coat and scratching the wax off because they're basically, you're basically running your car through like 500 other cars that have also had their dirt and stuff pulled off. And then it's mm-hmm. slapping those rocks and those like microscopic like filaments that it's pulling off because those do have like clay infused soaps and stuff like that back onto your car. So it's like mm-hmm. pulling it off and then slapping it back on your car and repeat or whatever. So, so it's, yeah, it's like moving yeah. dirt around. It's just moving it's dirt around. taking it off. Yeah. And a microscopic level, it's just, it's going to clean your car's surface level. But if you go to like a hand car wash place, it's easily going to cost you. Like I looked up some places here and like the most basic set, which is like they wash your car by hand. They foam cannon it. They like wax your car. It's like 150 bucks. And then to like clay your whole car and everything, it's like 300.
1: That's like a straight up detailing. That's like a a really, really luxury detailing.
0: This is why I just went and bought all the supplies myself. And even though it cost me a lot, like around that much, I got like a a year supply. (laughs) And I'll just do it myself for like an hour, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's nice because you actually have a space to do it. Because like I live in an apartment. We're not allowed to wash our cars unless we take it out to the uh, streets.
0: Yeah, you need to come to my house then. (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah so we have to we have to do all that type of stuff um so that will be you know pretty interesting i don't know if we'll do a car washing stream but i think eventually we will once we get things down or whatever mm-hmm. yeah sounds good but uh but yeah also totally forgot but i'm super i'm I actually got super excited i was like dude this is dope so first of all mm-hmm. super excited i f- totally forgot this was coming in because i ordered it like six months ago but my electric skateboard comes in sometime this week. Oh, pog. And I like, once again, probably can't ride it outside for very long because the smoke, but I am super hyped. So nice. uh, I ended up going with this company called Meepo, which is an Asian based company, but they sell theirs for like, so here's the thing. There's a company called boosted board. They cost like 15 grand or yeah, 1500, sorry, $1,500. And uh, for the board, and it uses a belt strap mechanism. So what that means is there's an actual physical belt that moves the tires, but that belt can snap and break every like 300 miles because of wear and tear, and you have to keep buying those belts. Uh-huh. So I bought an electric skateboard that is all built in. Uh, you don't have; it's not belt movement; it's by like motors and software movement or whatever. And it only mm-hmm. cost me half the price, and it has great reviews. Nice. So it's like so: 20 miles of range, top speeds of. 28 miles an hour dude that's fast as well that is hella fast dude for a skateboard i'm gonna die (laughs) i'm gonna actually die on this thing no but in all seriousness it comes with like four or five modes on the remote itself so it's controlled by a wireless remote and it has four or five uh speed controls on it so you can limit the speed so you can say like i you know even if you gun the throttle all the way down the fastest it will go is like 10 miles it's not bad, actually. Yeah, and so. then and then people are, you know, the next question is going to be, well, are you going to stream with it? Yeah, so eventually what I want to do, and I don't know how I'm going to do this. I haven't figured it out. I'm not smart enough. What I eventually want to do is GoPro on my helmet, first-person view skateboarding around town on an electric skateboard. That's what I want to mm-hmm. do. But second of all, people are also like, you're never going to use this thing. You're literally going to ride it around your neighborhood. Probably true. But <laughs> but probably. here's the thing. For my work, I have to go to various sites. Sometimes it's in Los Angeles. Sometimes it's in other counties or whatever. And mm-hmm. on those sites, I would just rent bird scooters. Because you would have to park like two blocks away from the site. And then you would have mm-hmm. to like ride. Uh, you would have to walk over, right? right. For some of these job sites. Because of construction and stuff. I'm, so I like just bird scootered and did like electric scooter all over like LA. So that's the reason why I got it too. I can just hop out of my car, mm. grab my gear, throw it on, boom, I have this this thing that technically is street legal, as uh, as in, like, I can be in, like, the, not in the carpool lane, like, the car lane, but I can technically be in the car lane. Because it gets you know, a top speed of 28, so that's pretty dope, right? I don't have to, like, it's walk dope, and lug yeah. my stuff around, I can just skateboard through or whatever. You know, another thing we can do with it? You can use
1: it for the car wash, you know? just go stick your hand out with the clay bar and go back and forth oh, and not no,
0: move at no, all no, just no, just no, no, like no. oh no
1: no
0: no 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 oh no 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 back before oh and my forth, gosh
1: you'll get that car done in no time
0: oh gosh that would be awful that is true that we can sit on it that is true so um it's apparently supposed to arrive within the next 1 to 5 days so i'm pretty i'm like i'm pretty excited to die um, you know 2020 <laughs> has kind of sucked anyway so but I'll let you know I'll, you're definitely writing it too I'm gonna make you write it when you come here too
1: oh no rip my head
0: yeah dude it, it's like yeah board is water resistant dust proof, and stuff like that you know only 15% degradation on slopes there's a huge you've been to my house there's a huge like air like hill that you have to get over to get to my house we're bombing that oh, hill yeah. we're just gonna yeah, bomb yeah. that hill first thing we're gonna do bomb the hill oh it's gonna be like
1: a uh, like a hollywood movie just like jumping that hill yeah we're gonna like kick flip do an ollie or something
0: like that i already i already found a group of people like 30 people and they play they like have a pokemon go group where they all get on electric skateboards and ride around town and play pogo on like event (laughs) days like isn't that sick so and i've seen them like it's like i'm not kidding it's like 30 to 50 people on electric skateboards and the light turns green and it's oh. just like whoo, take off, dude. And they're and they and like they all like lean down on their boards. They have like these helmets with like no uh air pockets in them or whatever. And they all do like a Naruto run like this. Like they put their arms back like that or whatever, and like Naruto run, but like they're standing on the board to like get more speed, dude. It looks sick. And they're like playing pogo oh, at the same God. time or whatever.
1: Are they wearing, like, those suits that, like, those
0: speed skaters wear? It's, like, the complete nylon they suits should, so they but don't have they any don't. wind resistance? They should, but they don't. But they have these, like, gloves, right? They have these, like, gloves on and knee pads, but they have these gloves on that have, like, these big plastic, um like, pog thing. Like, plastic, like, half circles on them. So then, like, mm-hmm. when they go around a corner, they actually, like, put their hand on the ground and can, like, pivot their hand and it, like, forces the board to turn sharper, like, drifting on a skateboard. You get what I'm saying? Tripping on a skateboard. But then also, if you fall, <laughs> you hit the plastic instead of your hands getting torn up. So you like skin on the plastic. It's like this big like plastic ball on the end. It's probably like two or three inches like jetting out of like the glove or whatever. It looks sick. Uh huh. Oh, so that's, yeah, that's so, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, and they like go. They like go around and they like do like beer runs, like beer tours. Just pretty funny. They like go somewhere, have a beer, have lunch, like drive, go to another place, and like that's how they do it. I don't know. It looks sick. I guess you can't get a DUI on a on an electric. Uh, skateboard i apparently if you limit the mileage to like 15 miles an hour you technically can't get in trouble right because that's, that's like as fast as a bike and there's people uh-huh. who like ride their bike drunk all the time probably i don't know you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i don't know so i guess like le- legally like they can't get in trouble as long as like the setting on it is turned down like you wouldn't be able to go like 28 miles an hour but uh-huh. so i'm pretty that's excited hilarious. i'm pretty excited about that <laughs> so you're trying it for cool. sure and uh, to listeners i will definitely get video about that so follow our twitter and twitch and stuff like that
1: you know <laughs> While i watch the car
0: yeah twitch.tv slash ryan kubo we're gonna sh- pixel's gonna bomb it down like this little mini hill in front of my house or whatever um so that'll <laughs> be pretty dope but uh but yeah anyway you know what's not dope pixel What's that? This whole website at this point. <laughs> so we've been we've been I've been giving uh Twitch the benefit of the doubt for the last like so many times. Um I even get people mad at me because they call me like a Twitch what is it called? Like a Twitch cultist or like a Twitch I don't know. Apologist? Yeah, yeah, kind of. But man, dude, I don't know what's been going on with Twitch in twenty twenty, man, but um we just had so much stuff go on and i mean i don't even want to get into it again for i think the fourth time in a row but i mean mine is talking about mid-roll ads again Yeah. Um, we had some other stuff happen as well so this is kind of the main topic that i wanted to talk to you about and kind of get your insight on um but we've talked about this before but dmca is back again and it looks pretty serious from what we could tell um, and I want to preference this and I'm probably going to say this about 17 times during this topic of discussion, but I want to mention that we are not experts on this. We're not lawyers. We don't really know DMCA law that much. This is just kind of like our opinions on it. So I would say that like anything that's said here, I wouldn't take it like super, super like, like it's like uh, religious or godly or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I would just say mm-hmm. like form your own opinions. These are kind of our own opinions because I don't want to like. Make people like panic or like feel people feel the need for people to be like, Oh, I need to do this because like uh, Pixel and Kubo told me to, or something like that. But yeah. I do think it's an interesting concept to talk about. Um, so Before we really get into it, I just want to say that a few months ago, uh, most of Twitch was DMCA'd or whatever. And at that time, we kind of had a big panic. It was very generic when it came out, though. Um, The DMCA was very strange. Pixel and I talked about that before. You can probably scroll back on the uh, the podcast feed and see when we talked about that. But people were... you know deleting clips deleting past broadcasts and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um we another DMCA was issued last uh last week as well i think like right after we ended the podcast like on tuesday um these DMCAs uh, came out
1: yeah it had to be like the next day it was uh very sudden
0: yeah and uh you know I, i i wanted to bring that up and talk about it and we didn't do a mini cast on that because um we'll we'll get to that announcement at the end of the podcast but um we wanted to um, talk about it after we kind of had more information on it. And it's been about a week now. And so I think this is the perfect time to talk about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, what is different about this DMCA? So there's a, the difference with, uh, with this DMCA that has been confirmed is that um, record labels are now using the same type of bots that automate YouTube. And so it actually is a lot more serious than before, whereas before what was happening was people were going on uh, manually and reporting in DMCA stuff. So from what we understand, what happened was is that – capital records or universal whoever these record groups are were manually you know collecting a bunch of people who were doing uh using dmca music and then all of a sudden just strike them all at once but that was done manually right the difference between this time is that this was all done automatically through bots and um, so that's really scary. Just like how on YouTube, if you upload a YouTube video, you can get copyright claimed on YouTube. Now, there's some big differences with this, and I kind of want to point this out before we just kind of just start talking about it. Um, so one of the things with the copyright laws is that stated that there has to be some form of punishment, uh, like uh, punishment that fits the crime when someone gets DMCA'd. So on YouTube, what they do is they say, hey... You can do one of like four things, basically. You can private the videos, unlist the videos, so only certain people can see them. So it's not public. If you decide to public the video, uh, make it so anyone can see it, then what ends up happening is um, we take your ad revenue, right? You don't make any money off of that, and all of the money goes to those, uh, you know, DMCA claims. Now the issue is, is that on YouTube or on Twitch, we don't have any of those options. There's currently no way to privatize a video. There's currently no way to unlist the video. Um, This also goes with clips and stuff as well, by the way. And there is no way to make money off of VODs at the moment, which is something we'll talk about in a little bit. So the only thing that has to happen is that Twitch issues the account a DMCA strike. Um, This is just kind of a generic strike. Uh, If you get three strikes of them, you're supposed to get banned. We'll also talk about that in a second. Um, But Twitch has to do something in response to these DMCA claims. They can't do nothing. If they do nothing, then the record company is legally allowed to go after the Twitch corporation itself. So, in a way, depending on how you see it, Twitch has to, quote-unquote, throw the content creators under the bus. That's what, you know, some people have been saying. Um, right. But, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So, yeah, where do we begin? Because this topic is, like, actually kind of huge. Um. So I think maybe maybe a good part is um, talking about what's happened, um, how content creators have reacted uh, to these DMCA notices, and then we can go into talking about how um, uh,
0: Twitch has responded and what we can do in the future. Right, right. So, I mean, go for it. I mean, I want to know your opinion. I've been talking this whole time, I feel like, so (laughs) go for it, yeah. Yeah, so um, as you might have known,
1: uh, a few months ago, a wave of DMCA notices went out and some content creators uh, were very legitimately scared for their career. Um, Some had received multiple strikes on their account. And in order to uh, prevent a third strike from happening, they went and deleted everything, like every single clip, VOD, every single video that had been backlogged up until that point. And it's really, it was really, really sad. Everybody had lost every single bit of video they had, all the work that they had done over the past few years on this platform, just gone. Um, And now it's happening again. Uh, People are now rightfully scared again for their Twitch channel because of these notices. Um, And more now have been Deleting their clips, their VODs, their highlights, turning their um, VODs to subscribers-only mode in an effort to stop the bots.
0: Which, side note, Um, I just want to get this on the podcast as a record, sub-only mode does not work. It's been confirmed that um, people who had their VODs in sub-only were still DMCA-striked, just throwing that out there. Because they are using Uh, dev accounts to figure uh, the record companies are using dev accounts to um, access that type of information, to access at least that type of metadata, which is, you know, within Twitch's terms to allow that, obviously, because that wouldn't make sense if you had like a dev account and you can't like pull information from like, sorry, you're not a subscriber, right? So just Mm -hmm. FYI, throwing your VODs and sub only doesn't actually work. Right. Yeah. People thought it was like a stopgap measure just because like, you
1: know, they're bots or whatever. But now that we know that they are actually dev account bots, it doesn't matter at all. Um, So now we have this instance where a lot of content creators that I know have been deleting all of their clips. And it is so incredibly sad to see years and years and years of content just disappear.
0: Yep. I mean, um, I'm like raising you know, my hand here. Right. I was one of them. Uh, if you guys didn't know, I nuked all my VODs and all my clips. And mm-hmm. um, it was mostly, to be honest, highlights. I nuked a lot of highlights before the clipping system was ever a thing because um, I had tons of highlights because the reason why I started my Twitch channel was to basically just uh, record gameplay. So we would, I would make highlights of every single Heroes of the Storm game, Diablo 3 run, whatever it was, so I could review back the footage uh, easier and I wouldn't have to store it on like, a local hard drive or something. right? And I just used Twitch for that um those videos uh those highlight videos were uh dmc warned which means like hey you shouldn't be doing this you know what i mean
1: yeah exactly it's like and it, it it's so incredibly difficult to even comply with this because if you have an enormous amount of content you cannot go through and check every single vod for a certain dmca notice there was a Mm. thing thing with the notices that went out was they did not explicitly state which video it was they found that right content so the content creator had no choice but to basically delete everything because they could not find the offending content right and it's it's there there's such it's it's such a mess that this entire situation has created there is issues on both the side of uh the parties issuing the dmca the parties receiving the dmca right the viewers that have to feel the backlash of all of this and feeling like you are completely powerless and feeling like everybody has sort of like failed in a sort of way
0: right i mean to be honest um and like i said like i'm a twitch like i'm pretty positive with like twitch as the platform and Um, I I still think it's probably the best platform to stream on or whatever. But uh, I will say that, in my opinion, like, the record companies are just following the law, even though the law is antiquated and old and dumb and no one likes it, but still. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I really think that, like, Twitch had a long time to implement these type of changes, and they just haven't implemented it on the website, which is really dumb. And they could have just yoinked stuff from YouTube, you know? And it doesn't really make sense why... Um, they just didn't do these type of things or whatever. And I think that this pro they probably just weren't thinking, but I think that this is really in conjunction with like once Twitch said like, Hey, we're bringing in more advertisers. That's when the DMCA stuff also probably started sprouting up as mm-hmm. well, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I think they totally failed on, uh, on that point as well. you
1: know. Yeah. If, if you want to hear a crazy instance, uh, Herman Lee from dragon force, you might know uh, him from through the fire and the flames. Um, he was banned off of twitch Mm -hmm. and i believe it was because of one of these dmca notices yeah and it's suspected that he was banned
0: because of playing his own music right which which he doesn't own the master records yeah he doesn't own the master records yeah is that a permaban or is that a temporary ban do we know i believe it's a temporary ban okay because that's what i was going to say really quickly that's one of the things i wanted to mention too is that in my mind i don't think this is going to go nuclear as in i do not believe that we will see the top 100 content creators getting permanently banned on twitch i don't see it happening i think that would be really stupid mm -hmm. even if the three strikes happen on an account i think what will happen is that they will be banned temporarily for a small period of time whether that be 24 Mm -hmm. hours or seven days or whatever that might be and then they'll be allowed to return So that's my opinion. Just throwing that out there because some people are saying, like, oh man, that means like, you know, XQC and Shroud and all these big. No, I don't think that's going to happen. They're not going to be permanently banned and just go to YouTube. That's ridiculous. Right.
1: Yeah. So, like, here's the thing. Like, I'll I'll expand on that. So, uh, Twitch has this thing called the three strikes. Uh, You get three strikes, you get permanently banned. The thing is, they are under no obligation to do so. Right. Under this DMCA. Now, the rules say that you have to do something. Mm-hmm. in order to say that you know you're not a part of it you you have to claim um this is this is something called safe harbor uh part of the dmca part of the dmca says that mm-hmm. twitch is not liable as long as you do something about it to combat like this whole thing so as long as you remove the content or like you know ban it for like 24 hours right. they're complying by uh the safe harbor rule right so uh, the uh, the DMCA issuers, they are not in control of you know your account status on Twitch. All they care about is that the content is removed and that the person involved is punished in some way. Doesn't doesn't mean that you be you're gonna be permanently banned or anything like that. So it's really up to Twitch to decide whether or not you know to ban you and you know for a top 100 creator likely. Yeah, that's not gonna be a permanent
0: ban. It's gonna be like a twenty-four hour, it's gonna be a week or something like that. Right. So in my opinion, what I would say to content creators right now, and this is just the this is just the truth, and I know a lot of people were like like when I said this a couple a couple months ago, people were like pissed at me. You know what I mean? Because I think that there's a bad connotation to it. But I think honestly you need to really look at your stream statistics and analytics. And if you are considered a smaller streamer, and I don't know why people get pissed off every time I say that, because I am one of them. I'm not saying like I am a big streamer on this platform at all. Like I know people who are like IRL friends who actually get offended when I say like, Oh, you're a small streamer. Um, Mm -hmm. and what I mean by small streamers, honestly, I would say somebody probably under like even maybe like 1500 views, honestly. Um, Maybe around there, um, because this platform is so big. Maybe not fifteen hundred. Maybe like a thousand. Um, if you are under a thousand views, I would say temporarily, I would probably not play music because I don't. Like I said, I don't think, I don't think Twitch will ban like the Shrouds and the XQCs and the big top streamers. But I don't think they'll have any problem with honestly like permanently banning like a smaller streamer who has like a hundred or two hundred viewers or fifty viewers or twenty mm-hmm. viewers like myself, and just being like see DMCA people we did something kind of like as evidence or showing mm-hmm. them proof that like we did take severe action on uh, you know abusive users who abused your DMCA stuff that's what I think in my opinion Um, so yeah, I, 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 I I think that you know it's probably wise to nuke everything or whatever regardless of your size but I think it's especially more for um, like very smart for content creators to do so um, if mm-hmm. they, they are smaller content creators for sure I th- I think for them they need to do it
1: yeah, and it's uh really sad that if you only had that content on Twitch, it is just no longer there. Like it is in everybody's interest to get all this content onto like another platform and either back it up somehow on onto like say YouTube or even just like on a personal drive. Yeah. Like I I think um this is like one of those cases where we really have to take stock and just kind of like say we really need multiple copies of everything just in case there's something like this happens again. Yeah. It, especially if this is your life's work. I mean, you gotta, you gotta have multiple copies.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I've been exporting my VODs to YouTube or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're not making, they're not making any money. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, they're all getting DMCA claimed as well. So it, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, but, you know, they're they're out there if people do want to like check them out or watch them or whatever. And some people are for some reason. It's kind of strange or whatever. Um, but, you know, it is it is what it is. But um, one of the things yeah. I also wanted to kind of talk about very quickly too with this DMCA thing that I wanted to add is be, v- be very, very aware of these. I would say be very aware with the quote unquote no copyright music that you are listening to on your streams. Um, What I mean by this is that, um, you know, right now there's a lot of content creators on Twitch who are releasing their own no copyright music. And I think those are very, those are fine. Those are great to use. But I would say be very wary about like web, uh, big corporations that are no copyright. For example, the biggest one is no copyright sounds. And another one as well is I know MonsterCat has a free DMCA free playlist. Mm -hmm. I say this because um, I personally had um, um, I personally um, was DMCA warned for a song in a highlight that was made five years ago, and that song is specifically on no content, uh, the no uh, no copyright sounds. And when I looked into it further, the artist for that song has since kind of blown up a bit. And I guess revoked the no copyright on it, <laughs> so now it is mm-hmm. under DMCA. So five years ago, the song was perfectly fine to listen to on stream on your YouTube videos or whatever, and now people are getting copyright for that. So I I would be very very careful with those type with that type of music, um,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, that is claiming to be no copyright because you just don't know where it will be in the next like two to three months or two to three years even, right?
1: Yeah. I mean I know for like um other media like say for like Grand Theft Auto or something like that, they have the rights to play the music in that game for a certain amount of time. I don't think it's for like infinity. So I'm sure they have a cap like they have a spreadsheet somewhere that says like, okay, this is set to expire like ten years from now. Right, but GTA RPs
0: so are still getting DMC'd for that music.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like um yeah. they, they should not be playing I I, I think GTA on Twitch
0: is done like if, if well they're no no they're turning on they're turn they turn off the music sounds anyway like i know a lot of okay, rp is yeah. just straight up turn it off anyway because they're RPing so i get it but yeah i know what you mean sure
1: yeah but if, like if you're playing story mode absolutely not but like yeah. um
0: yeah like so
1: what i'm what i'm trying to say though is like at the end of those those, those 10 years that license to play that music in the game um as, as far as rockstar goes that license could expire, right? Yeah. Um, so they probably keep track of all these things and stuff like that. And I, I'm just like envisioning a world where, if we actually have like these no copyright uh, songs in our streams and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we may actually have to end up keeping track of when these licenses go out, like how long they may exist for, and keeping track of our own VODs and saying, okay, at this date, I need to like pull this VOD and re-edit it so that it like does not have that
0: music yeah no for sure so i think that's something to to definitely keep in mind it's really scary i don't know how djs are going to get away with it the music section on twitch i don't know how dancing games are going to get away with it on twitch i mean even people like you know this kind of dawned on me like a few days ago i don't know how sushi dragon is going to like yeah, deal with this or whatever. And honestly, you know, I like once I said, you know, the thing I said at the the beginning of this topic. Um, I I think it's more of a failure of Twitch than it is a failure of the DMCA. Um, Twitch just needs to implement better services to be able to counteract this. So, for example, they need to make an ability to like privatize fods or unlist VODs or privatized clips um they also mm-hmm. need to create some type of content id tracker so one of the things that's really nice about youtube is that i can i have so for example i have permission for a song um which is my now my only song that i play that's not dmca free from uh churches it's called graves it's my now it's it used to be my outro song but now it's my intro and my outro song but um <laughs> I have permission to use her music on my stream. Like, I contacted the record company, and I contacted her personally, and she was like, yo, yeah, that's cool. Do it. And I was like, okay. Nice. And I got permission for it. And they actually gave me a content ID. So what I can do on YouTube is I can actually put that content ID on my YouTube channel. And it is, like, a content ID. They will YouTube will notify me if it ever expires. It shouldn't ever expire, but they will notify me if it ever expires. And what happens is my VOD still gets flagged, for like automatically, it still gets flagged and goes. I'm sorry, you are not you are not allowed to use this. It is copywritten, uh, and then it automatically sees the content ID and goes, okay, never mind, sorry, and then just gets rid of it like instantaneously. Like I don't even see this happening, but that's basically like to dumb it down what happens. Um, mm-hmm. Twitch doesn't have that, so they don't have that at all, which is ridiculous. So I go to my VOD from yesterday and it's muted because I played that song. On my stream Even though I have the content ID um, For it When I go to try to appeal The music video Or whatever um, Automatically Automatically So there's a thing that says Appeal muted audio Please select the reason For the muted audio track You wish to appeal I can't even appeal it even though I have the content ID, it says you cannot appeal for the following reasons. You own slash stream the audio. Buying or streaming audio for personal listening does not give you permission to distribute it on Twitch. You credit the artist. This is yeah. not enough to give you permission to distribute audio and belonging to others on Twitch. In-game audio. Audio or music in-games may still be separately copyrighted or for limited time use. I have the content ID. It will not allow me to even reject reject the content ID and Even if it does, I need to manually enter that content ID for every single VOD and every single highlight that I now have to post on Twitch. And I think that's ridiculous. So now every time off stream, like every single time, what I need to do now is I need to wait for the VOD to process. Then I need to combat the content ID. That can take up to eight hours. Then I get back on the next day and I export the VOD to YouTube. So it's ridiculous that I have to actually do that. Um, And there's no way to, like, just automatically say, hey, I have the content ID. Don't copyright strike me, please. Smile. Um, Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure under DMCA, you are allowed
1: to have, like, an appeal, too. That's part of it. Um, Part of what is making people angry, too, is this content is just being automatically removed without appeal. Yeah. So now Twitch is removing the appeal process from your hands. Like, so if there is a mistake, you can't correct it.
0: Yeah it's so ridiculous and then someone in my twitch chat mentioned this as well but um you know there is also the twitch soundtracks and I just want to very quickly just mention what twitch soundtracks is and kind of talk about that briefly and this is kind of I'll give my opinion on it. I don't think it's worth it. And also, it's the reason why my audio was muted for that last podcast, like two podcasts ago. I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. So, Twitch Soundtracks is kind of like their own Spotify. They claim that all the music on there is DMCA or soundtrack free or whatever. It is not. It is not DMCA free. You can still get DMCA from those songs. What happens mm-hmm. though is when you install Twitch Soundtracks, you install an audio plugin to your OBS. So on my OBS, I currently have mic, desktop audio, and then camera mic, which I re- I always have perma muted. It adds another one called Twitch soundtracks on your audio, mi- your virtual audio mixer. So what right. ends up happening is my desktop audio is playing, and then my uh, Twitch soundtracks audio is playing. After the VOD is exported, it will automatically detect that you use that plugin via your metadata, and then just mute all of the will just not include the Twitch soundtracks audio mixer. In your past broadcasts, so it quote unquote mutes all the music, which looks and sounds really weird because I'll be like jamming out to a song, and there was like no music playing during that vod. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you are not DMCA free from that. Um, you can still get DMCA struck if you do not install the plugin. So if you do not inst- install the plugin with OBS and you're just playing music off of it randomly, don't do that because you you need to have that that plugin added. But all it does is mute that like, audio track from your mixer. Yeah, it's
1: kind of like a Band-Aid solution here. It's not its not very elegant because, like like we found out uh, a couple weeks ago, it basically mutes all your desktop audio.
0: Yeah, so it muted so, Pixel's audio. So on the podcast, we were fine when we were live, but once I exported it out, that's when the issues started happening. It was very strange.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I actually think that um, from this point on, I feel like a lot of content creators should probably re- uh, be recording their streams locally in addition to streaming so that they can yeah. have like a sort of pure uh video um source that they can edit and modify as needed i yeah. i really think we're getting to the point where you really need to do this
0: uh, i just yeah i mean i i totally agree with you i'm just trying to also think for like the little guy like for people that aren't you and i who aren't really involved in this right like i moderate mm-hmm. for a lot of different people and I have friends that stream on Twitch casually, IRL friends too, who are still playing copyright music and they have no idea this DMCA thing is like going on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious like what they should do because like like I looked at getting a Monster Cat um a Monster Cat license or whatever. First of all, I'm not the biggest fan of Monster Cat music. Second of all, I don't really want to pay what is it, twenty five dollars a month? is it really that expensive i thought it was that expensive maybe it's cheaper nowadays but i don't know i didn't want to pay for like a license for the music you know what i mean like i don't know Mm -hmm. so it i don't know i don't know what smaller content creators should be doing like i don't see a small content creator recording things locally even though they probably should you know what i mean
1: yeah and like man i don't i don't even know if it's like possible just to play game soundtracks i mean i mean like instrumental stuff from this like a random game that you can I don't have, know have yeah in the it's background. too crazy
0: right now twitch needs a fix twitch needs to fix the the vod stuff private privating and all that stuff they need to give me content id stuff so that i can actually throw out this content id stuff on the platform they need to do what you said and probably give you specifics of what was dmc8 and exactly what you can you know play and not play on the platform you know what i mean and give specifics mm-hmm. of when you get those emails or whatever uh and they need to also which they can't but they also need to kind of have a firm stance on like what happens if you get to that third strike because yes, the, there's because there's there's panic right now right there's panic in the sense of people don't there's so much information floating around and it's just all speculatory it's n- nothing's like confirmed right like oh am i gonna get permaband i'm never gonna play again or am i not gonna get like it's just it's too crazy
1: yeah and there's there's just just a such a sparse level of information coming out especially from like twitch's twitter accounts um the emails that go out to people who actually have
0: received dmca notices and such and such it it just it's just a little it sucks because like I really don't like YouTube because YouTube is so automated and stuff like that and you just don't get any information on like anything, right? Like it's really hard to talk mm-hmm. to a person. But then at the same time they'll do things which is like, okay, that's pretty cool to do. Like, for example, like the CEO of like um the CEO of like YouTube, like has been going like she has her own YouTube channel. Like she actually mm-hmm. uses the platform, like uploads videos. Like I think her name is like Susan like susan something or whatever but like she has a youtube channel that you can like mm-hmm. subscribe to and she like uses the platform and like streams on it and stuff like that and then i think she had like a couple of other channels and then she's gone on like james charles and like all these other content creators and like done stuff with their communities and stuff as well and i just feel on mm-hmm. twitch it's like the only time we ever get to hear anything is like when emmett Shear like graces us, like you know races us at twitchcon comes out with like his like a little purple bow tie or whatever and then talks about how you know lol w or you know lul was used a million times a a day on the platform or something like that and gives us like arbitrary crap that we don't really care about you know what i mean right like i like literally like literally um you know he tweeted out today i have emmett Shear. Uh, following him on twitter Uh, before this his actual tweet which wasn't a retweet was august 28th where he said looking for video q a product with a moderation team concept is to take video questions and comments live from the public but to have an off-screen separate queue where a moderator can talk to the next caller and decide whether to approve them before they go live any ideas question mark and then he tweeted out today for 13 hours ago incredibly proud of the work the team has done at san francisco new deal a real difference got made a, mi- a million meals while keeping over 100 restaurants partners i mean that's great you know what i mean like he basically donated money and made like a deal with like small businesses so that like small businesses could feed twitch corporation mm-hmm. besides that though nothing on dmc stuff from his personal account nothing from about mid rolls on his personal account
1: mm-hmm
0: just silence Uh, and he i don't think he's ever streamed on the platform besides if we count like a twitch con or something like that yeah yeah, and i I, I just feel like like the like basically at this point like the gem on this website is dj wheat like regardless how people (laughs) feel about dj wheat dude that guy is a gem on this website like he actually oh, yeah, streams absolutely. on like his own account or whatever. He like doesn't have it in sub mode, doesn't have it like in follower mode last I checked or whatever, like, try, like talks to the community and stuff like that, like understands the community as well or whatever. And it's like the reason why he like hosts all the Twitch cons as well, you know?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I think I got a hand to them because he like, he's a very, very well-spoken person. He understands the platform. He understands the audience and he knows how to project himself as a leader. Yeah, yeah. Like if you just look at him, he just knows what he's talking about. He knows how to address you. And like, I really feel like anybody at Twitch needs to adopt this sort of demeanor because this is like, this is Twitch. You need to be like the people that are on Twitch. You cannot separate yourselves from that. You have to be a person who is capable of talking to your audience, to engage with them constantly, to have Mm -hmm. all of these socials like they require for, for every single streamer. And you have to understand the thing that you're leading.
0: Yeah, or heck, like, even like me p- applying for like I told this I mean I can say this now, but like when I applied for like a, uh, you know, a job at Twitch or whatever, like that was like their biggest questions to me was like, um, you know, we see that you have a substantial following on Twitter. How do you manage that or whatever with moderation? Blah 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 blah. You right. know what I mean? So there was like always this type of like stuff that like we need to talk about. You know what I mean? And like figure out. And so it's one of those mm-hmm. things where it's like i just don't understand like why like more like staff like are not streaming on the platform and it makes me kind of sad that they don't like right, i like yeah. i like that i like that twitch has actual staff members and you can kind of like mess with them and like oh monka w staff and chat and stuff because you never see like a staff member on at youtube posting a comment or whatever at the same time there's like so much more that they could do and i know not all staff is the same and i do feel like eventually there needs to be a differentiation between like staff badges as well
1: probably yeah especially like uh like what they do um whether they are maybe like ceo level type uh person or like pr or developer that kind of thing
0: like for example one of my friends um who works or worked At twitch he doesn't work there anymore he got a a better cushier job but uh he had a uh, he had a badge on his original twitch account for staff or whatever and he ended up leaving um here he ended up having to change it to an alt account that was just like his staff account and the Hmm. reason why is because he was constantly getting whispers yo dude why am i banned from this chat blah 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 my friend by the way system engineer he had nothing to do (laughs) with like he had nothing to do with moderation. He had nothing to do with community type of stuff. He was just chilling in chats, watching at work. Um, right. But he was getting constantly spammed on this account bombarded with like whispers and messages and stuff like that on his own personal account. And then when he would stream on his personal account, people would come in and ask him questions as well. Cause they followed him cause it was a staff account. So there's also that mm-hmm. issue too, is like, I wish that staff badges kind of differentiated, like what people's like roles are, or at least like what department that, that role is in, you know, like, Oh, a purple one means they're community outreach, a red wrench means they're this, you know what I mean? So people don't like mm-hmm. bother them as much. And I feel like that's also probably the reason why like staff, like don't have like snap, don't stream at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's it's not often you see like uh, staff uh, popping into streams anymore and or saying more than a few words. It's probably because they get harassed constantly.
0: Yeah, because people just assume that they're all wearing like, you know, they're all moderation or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Yeah, and it's not a badge you could turn off, right? It just, it's like always on. No, it's always on from what my friend said. So he ended up making an alt account or whatever just for his staff account or whatever. so he could he could deal with like metadata and deal with stuff as well because yeah like i said the problem was is like you know say like i say like i was a staff account with like ryan Kuba and i was like talking in chats and then i go and stream stream on on my own time off work he was getting like a ton of people coming to his not a ton of people but like i would say like a good like two to three viewers an hour coming into his chat just be like yeah f you twitch blah blah blah. you banned me from like so-and-so's channel like unban me now and he was like uh i'm system engineer i don't work that department you like it was just tiresome to have to like mm-hmm. deal with that all the time you know what i mean yeah like i can imagine that too like yeah so there needs i, a, I don't know i know this has gone far beyond like this dmca thing but there's so many things that twitch needs to fix and they just mm-hmm. have not and i think one of the rights this one of the steps in the right direction which is definitely type uh band-aid band-aid situation when it comes to this whole thing is they need to talk or they need to allow and i think this is going to happen but I think a Band-Aid situation would would be uh, unfortunately more ads, but on VODs and clips. So if there were mm-hmm. clips, if there were clip, if clips and VODs had ads on them currently, right now, Twitch could do the same thing that YouTube does. Oh, we noticed you played a DMCA song. Guess what? We're taking the ad revenue from the VOD, and or we're taking the ad revenue from the video. And then people Pepe laugh because you know uh-huh. no one really wants VODs, no one really watches clips. But then the stuff won't get actually muted. And I think that's yeah, like a yeah. Band-Aid situation until like probably technology gets to the point where it can detect music live. Yeah, I've, I've heard
1: that YouTube is capable of doing that. It can detect it live. And if you are live streaming with like some sort of music playing, it will like end your stream. That's what I've heard, but I don't know. That if that's is true.
0: no, there is no way or whatever. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second, honestly. i don't believe that for a second that that's actually possible or whatever it's able to like stop like just i don't know that would be pretty crazy if it did i mean at this point it just don't play you know dmca stuff but i mean that kind of sucks but yeah I, i i don't know it's it's been a it just frustrates me that it's been a long this has been a long time coming for mm-hmm. like probably years, and I think we've talked about this like e- a year ago at this point or where. Which, by the way, we're almost to a year on this podcast. Just throwing that out there. Oh wow! In Dece- uh in like, uh, like, or late November, I believe we're like almost a year. So I just want to throw, I just want to throw that out there as well. We but yeah, be over a year, right? Because wait, we're we might be, o- we wait, wait, we might be over a year. Yeah, we're over a year, baby. Wow, we don't we're even remember and our and own half. birthday. <laughs> we don't even remember our own birthday. Welcome to no content. Why, why am i not surprised that we don't remember our, our own birthday or whatever it's our it's our aging minds. oh yeah we're totally over a year Four oh seven nineteen was when our first thing was so we were four oh seven twenty. so we've been we've been over a year for a while dude our boomer yeah, minds man. yeah whatever dude it's all good chat <laughs> like we're, we don't pay attention that's why you guys listen to us right um but no in all seriousness um yeah it, it's been going on for a while and I don't understand why Twitch hasn't implemented stuff or whatever. And one of the things I did want to bring up too is that not many people know this, but um, a new CEO, there are a couple things. First of all, um, Sarah Clemens was hired about a year and a half ago as the CEO, COO of Twitch. And she was hired from Pandora. And she was specifically hired in Pandora to one, bring more music and normies to live streams so that's why we are seeing rappers artists and stuff streaming more on Twitch but also at the same time she was supposed to throttle this whole thing and in my opinion I think she mm-hmm. completely failed yeah
1: this is like part of her job to make sure that this does not happen because yeah. this this is such a vital part of an actual stream and I can't imagine Twitch being the same thing without actual without some
0: sort of music uh, in the background it's not even that. It's just that I. What has she been doing? Like honestly, like what has she been doing for like the last year and a half or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I'm surprised that like when I looked her up or whatever, I barely found any information, just even on her hiring acquisition. Hmm. You know, there was no public tweet about it. There was no like I can't find any public tweet about it. I can't find any type of announcement officially from Twitch. They should have at least said something honestly they should have said yeah. something i mean I, the only thing i found was over a, a variety article from january 17th 2018 where she was hired so it's been you know two years basically um, since uh-huh. she was hired and that was it and it's like a very short little blurb with like zero comments and or, or whatever so like there was like probably no impressions on it or whatever but like twitch should have at least said like welcome sarah clemens as ceo like put her on like honestly it kind of put like you know put the fire under her You know what I mean? Yo, what up? This is Sarah Clemens. She's been hired uh, as CEO, ex uh, CEO of like Pandora Music. She'll be talking about this, 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 and that, figuring out this, 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 and that, like uh, on the platform. And people would kind of take notice and be like, okay, Sarah, like you got this. Like, let's go. Let's see what you got, you know? But then other, but it was just silence, just silence the whole time. And it's just so weird to think about.
1: Yeah. On top of that, I think that like um, not only has she kind of failed in her job, but like she's also bringing the heat to twitch because she didn't do anything now liability is resting in twitch's hands yeah and like her job was to prevent prevent that from happening so now we have a situation where she is like actually kind of endangering twitch yeah because of like her inaction
0: yeah honestly here's my thing I'm hypothetically saying this because I don't want to get banned off the platform, but hypothetically in a video game, I think what needs to happen is that Emmett Shear needs to be removed and DJ Wheat needs to become our CEO. (laughs) I'm okay with this. I'm so down with this. I also want to throw this out as well. There is still, it's been a year, by the way. It's been a year. It has been a year since the chief safety officer has left Twitch and there is still no one taking that place. There is no chief safety officer what? at Twitch. The hiring page is still up on the Twitch page. I just want to throw that out there as well. So if you guys are asking what the heck is going on with moderation, I don't know.
1: Uh, so it's down to us. It's the green swords. The green, yeah. Save Twitch.
0: Like it's it it's actually like pretty ridiculous that all this like all this stuff is still happening like after a year and I don't know what they're gonna do maybe like let's just say this every time we post a podcast episode something happens like within the next two weeks you notice that so maybe we maybe they are watching us you know yeah
1: yeah I know right <laughs> I
0: mean, I, I, that's that's the real reason we 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 waited a, a data
1: record this podcast just so they yeah. so they wouldn't sneak up on us
0: yeah exactly before they take me out with your bots that apparently like die. you know what's funny is uh stream snipers now just have to play dmca top 40 music in PUBG to get you banned if they really want to troll you know they don't even have to do like racial <laughs> slurs anymore you know what i mean mm. oh, you know man just irl streamers just get ran up to play a crab song you know what I mean? The doc song. Yep, they play yep. all these songs yep. or whatever. You get banned instantly. Boom. Yep. Easy there clap. <laughs> don't even have to say <laughs> a racial slur anymore to get banned on the platform, which is pretty crazy. Um, oh, my God. But I don't know if you want to do any more closing thoughts. I feel like we've kind of ran ran the gambit on this one. Uh, I, I don't know if you want to say more or any last words on this topic before we kind of move on to, I guess, like the special announcement that we also created out last minute, <laughs> like 15 minutes before the <laughs> podcast. But, uh, yeah, I'll let you have the floor.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know how much more we can say about DMCA. It's, it's something that is like hanging over our heads. Um, I mean, just as a content creator, we have to always be aware of like copyrights and try to respect them. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know how much we can really say on this on this matter. It's just, it's, oh, man, it's such a messed up situation that we're in right now that we're just kind of like all fighting through. So. Yeah, I I can't really say too much more.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, anyway, moving on to that, I was gonna save this for after this podcast was over, but then I realized we should probably add it to the end of the podcast as well, since most of you guys are listening to this podcast for a reason. So we said this in the pre-show uh, as well, but um one of the things that I've been really wanting to do with my Twitch channel and some of the biggest integrations that I've wanted on my Twitch channel are ways to kind of bring up other content creators within uh, my own community because I've said this a lot on my channel but I feel that they're like I don't deserve the viewers that I have I don't think my content's very engaging or very entertaining I know a lot of people usually tell me to shut up and tell me that I deserve it or whatever I get it but um, I do feel that there is a lot of people on the platform that are in my community, in Pixels community, in other communities that deserve to have kind of a boost or bump in viewership or making of new content creators come through. And um, I've done this in my own stream by giving people shout outs. Um, you know, hosting or rating uh, other people from my community if they do go live before or after me, and all this stuff. And I just don't find that super, super effective. Um, it's like a fleeting thing, right? And it eventually goes away. Uh-huh. Um, so one of the things that I kind of had decided to do is, if you guys remember, list if longtime listeners will know what I'm talking about. But we used to have this segment on this podcast called um, mini casts, where basically we we would take a topic that we thought was like really really important that was kind of breaking news. We did I think our first one on Ninja moving to Mixer, and it was like about thirty to forty five minutes, one topic, and we kind of talked about it. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't done one in a while because honestly, I don't know. We've been busy, <laughs> so. <laughs> One of the things that we're going to start doing, I think, moving forward is, um, and this won't be on a set schedule, this won't be every week, this won't be every other week, this might be like a once a month, maybe once every three month thing, but uh, Pixel and I have decided to do, I guess, what we would call, like, interview casts, I don't know what else to call it, we don't have a name for it, uh, officially, but what we want to do is bring on other content creators that we know, either people we moderate for, or people that are in our communities that we know, and kind of allow them to have the floor or allow them to have a podcast episode for like 30 or 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, I will say first of all, follow me on Twitter, <laughs> Follow, <laughs> join the Discord, join, follow Pix on Twitter, uh, you know, follow him on Twitch. Uh, and reach out to us if you guys are interested, and we kind of know you. We would rather not have like just some random dude like they don't follow either of us. We don't know who the heck you are. <laughs> like you kind of have <laughs> to be integrated in the community a bit. And if you would like to come on for an interview, that would be great. So basically, um, you know what we want to do is basically bring on people that are from our streams that we know who also stream, who we deserve think need need like a spotlight or I guess, and kind of just have mm-hmm. an episode where it's not like this where we're not talking about Twitch news, we're not talking about um, you know car washing for 35 minutes or whatever but where we give them about 30 to 45 minutes of just kind of talking about talking about them getting to know them getting to know their community and basically like who they are and uh yeah you know like who megawall but you know yeah, getting exactly. to know you know what they stream why they started streaming where they want to see their stream go in the next year pretty generic questions like interview kind of style questions or whatever um i think this will also be a good opportunity for pixel to take the reins on some stuff as well not saying that pixel doesn't do anything but the podcast is obviously hosted on my (laughs) channel (laughs) okay i know people are gonna flame me people just me all the time you know what i mean that's the problem have emailed about that that's so ridiculous all right you guys need to shut the hell up okay i don't care (laughs) (laughs) but it will also give pixel the opportunity where if for some reason i am not able to be there for an episode pixel could always stream an episode on his channel and be Mm -hmm. able to you know um interview people from his community or from communities that he moderates for and uh, i will say this we're looking for people once again i'll reiterate it We're looking for people that we know. We don't want just like randos that we've never seen in our chats before or like aren't really part of our community to like ask for an interview. We're looking for people Mm -hmm. that we believe should should deserve more viewers. We're also not looking for people we also don't care about your viewership <laughs> size. So like if you're like someone that we've known for like a year or two or like 5 months or whatever and like you just started streaming or something, you have like two viewers or whatever, come on in. If you're somebody that we've known for a while, you have 85 viewers, 100, 200 viewers or whatever, go for it. You know what I mean? Like um mm-hmm. uh, just reach out to us or whatever. I am personally going to be reaching out to a few people. Um probably within the next week or whatever and kind of just ask people um if they want to be on the podcast or whatever and uh we're planning to do this like i said no set schedule but podcast episodes may be recorded like wednesdays thursdays so there might be some weeks where we actually have like a couple podcast episodes done and depending Mm -hmm. on how they feel the podcast episodes may only be on audio uh, or not live streamed, I should say. So depending on how mm-hmm. they feel, there is a possibility that they are not live streamed on our on my channel or Pixel's channel. It might be something that's recorded off stream and then posted on, under uh, no content on Spotify or on YouTube, etc. So I just kind of wanted mm-hmm. to throw that out there. But I'm actually pretty excited about this. Um, like I said at the start of this rant, it's something that I've wanted to do for a while because Twitch search algorithm sucks. And unless you know mm-hmm. somebody within a community there is almost no way to grow on this platform. And I think yeah. that hopefully we can kind of shine the light on people that are in my community, in Pixel's community, and friends and stuff like that, um, to get them on. Also, it's kind of a job interview too, because if you do well on the mini cast and we like you, you might come back for the main app the main course, <laughs> which is this podcast you're course. yeah, the main course, which is this podcast you're listening to right now. So there's also <laughs> that. So once again, message us on discord follow us on twitter message us there reach out to our email which is pretty much dead at this point no content no content podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to be interviewed and stuff like that um we already have about four to five i have personally like four to five people i have in mind that i think would be a good Mm -hmm. good time on the podcast i think pixel you said you had a handful of people as well so yeah you know we will look into that and stuff yeah five yeah that we can like look into or whatever but uh, yeah, I don't know if there's anything that you wanted to add to that announcement, Pixel. Uh, your thoughts or whatever.
1: Um, just that. Like, I feel like this is a really good idea, just because, like you said, um, Twitch's discoverability is horrible. Like, there's absolutely zero way to find someone on Twitch other than word of mouth. You cannot find anyone through search or anything like that. Like, right. there's no way that search is going to going to understand the kind of community you're looking for. So, word of mouth. Uh, from a streamer or a stream that you frequent, uh, from a place that you um, trust, um, that is going to be the best acknowledgement and and vouch that you can possibly get. So I really I really feel like this is probably the best way to expand a network on Twitch is to get to know people, show them who you are, and that is how you can find new viewers and just expand expand your reach to people who want to grow their channel I think any any and all methods like this are are going to be the best um so i i think it's a cool idea not not just like you know from from a, a channel growing perspective but I think that it's it's just fun you know just to you know talk to people and just get to know them and understand who they are and right why they do what they do i think that's just really interesting to just to to know someone to get to know them and
0: right um just chill with them and this was definitely inspired i should say this was definitely inspired by past hosts that we had on, well, past people we had on guest hosts like when we had blake on or eli was on for a bit we had dear nadia on for a bit it was technically inspired by them because it basically became an interview cast anyway so it's good that we'll be able to just separate that and then it kind of eases people into it because i know a lot of people aren't into like talking about their days or adventures that they had or funny stories or whatever. So it's kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, we get to know them a little bit and then if they ever want to come on for like the main podcast, we can get them on. We still want to keep it to like two to three people though on the podcast. We're not trying to get like 15 people in a call, which is just insane. But uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I also want to throw out really quickly. This is something that was pointed out to me that I kind of want to remind people. Um, You do not have to be a streamer on Twitch. I just want to throw that out there right now. Um obviously mm-hmm. that's going to help because what we want to do is kind of just bring people that are from our communities and kind of just give them like a follow, give them like subs, give them hosts, give them raids and stuff like that. But I mean, if you are if you're passionate about content creation and maybe you're I don't know creating TikToks about games or whatever, you have a TikTok about Pokemon Go or if you have a Twitter that mostly posts about Pokemon Go information or if you have a YouTube Uh, channel that you post YouTube stuff about Call of Duty or Mm -hmm. something like that. You don't have to be a Twitch streamer. I would also love to get uh, eventually, maybe just like people that are just very heavily invested into Twitch or whatever and like why they do what they do. So, for example, I would love to have like maybe other mods on and kind of like hear their mm-hmm. background story, why why they moderate, like what they do behind the scenes work, uh, you know, the job Omega LOL that they do and stuff <laughs> like that. So, uh, that's definitely yeah, something yeah. that I would, uh, I just want to throw that out there too. So, if you know, if you yeah. just have a passion for content creation or if you're heavily involved in Twitch, we would love to talk to you and like reach out to you um as well and just kind of get like your background story and stuff and kind of create like a more i guess concise digest digestible and more detailed um interview because i know that a lot of you probably have communities already but it's very hard to like get to know you if someone jumps into your stream and is new it's very hard for you to kind of say who you are and without spending three hours talking about it (laughs) yeah and uh, like in addition to that if this becomes really
1: successful and kind of takes off and people are really liking it maybe we could even think about uh finding people who aren't a part of content creation like maybe if they're just really involved in something irl and they okay have a... so
0: basically we're becoming asian joe rogan's
1: we're yeah, basically exactly. just becoming
0: asian joe rogan's we're gonna Why have like every not? single guest. we're just becoming every single guest or whatever like on this podcast or whatever we don't even talk about anything anymore like we're just interviewing people all the time we just like 55 <laughs> guests line up or whatever it's like the most random people ever
1: that is the heart of no
0: content. <laughs> it is true. That is true. So, yeah, that's a pretty big announcement. I feel like I'm actually really excited about it. To be honest, uh, I'm super excited about it. It's something that I've wanted to do for, I think, a while. And I just it kind of clicked on clicked uh clicked with me like 15 hours ago. Uh, if you guys didn't know, <laughs> I brought up the idea of no no content. To Pixel after thinking about it for 24 hours, so you know, this is 15 hours means that my brain was just five head and worked on it like a lot more, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, I just it just hours. accelerated. So, we got 15 hours, so we'll definitely see, we'll definitely have a set of people. But once again, Twitter, Discord, no content podcast at gmail.com um, to you know, reach out to people. Uh, we we need a couple guests and we're not looking at probably next week i'm going to be super busy next week's going to be insane because of stuff in the real world that's happening but um we're probably going to be able to do this like every other week depending on my schedule if we have enough people lined up too so uh we're going to test Mm -hmm. the waters with it as well so um we will see what ends up happening uh with it we may do a couple episodes and say actually this kind of sucks never mind (laughs) uh but um you know we're testing the waters with it so you can probably see our next our first interview in like maybe a couple weeks say yeah sounds like a good amount of time i think we uh
1: we can get something together
0: yeah for sure and i already have a guest in mind for the first one and then obviously what we might do is just bounce back between like somebody for pixel someone for me someone for pixel someone for me and then just kind of go from there and yeah but um, anyway, guys, yeah, good. I think that's going to be it for no content. Uh, it's pretty late here. Uh, we recorded a day late. We recorded like an hour late, and uh, we went on way longer than we thought to, as always. So <laughs> we're going to head off for now. Uh, once again, we will be back here next Monday, as always. Um, once again, if you guys want to chill with us and hang out with us, twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo, twitch.tv slash pixel underscore pusher 101 if you want to follow any of our content or listen to us or check us out. That's the best way to do uh, that. And, uh, you know, get involved in the community and get involved in the spam as well. But either way, guys, thanks again, as always, for listening. And, uh, yeah, we will see you guys really soon. Peace out, boys. See
1: you guys.